Welcome to the podcast, where three childhood friends from a small town who had nothing to do but watch movies. That's where we had the most fun then, and we're still having fun now. You are listening to Fans on Film. Disclaimer, we are not singers. Now I'm going to show you what I already know. The Thing, John Carpenter, 1982 film. I'm Shane Place. I'm here with Tony Place. Ladies, ladies, ladies. And my thing, Shorty, a.k.a. Dylan Tomazzi. <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me. One of my all-time favorites, pioneered practical effects from there on, I think. What else like shines light to it? E.T.? Apparently, one of the reasons no, why the ET movie stole its Oscar. Yeah, ET stole, stole its, its money best too. Effects. <laughs> Fuck you know. Did it really? Fuck that alien. Fuck that little. Who did? Did Stan Winston do the ET puppetry? I know. Wait, have you guys been seen ET? I've never even I've seen never ET. Seen I've never seen it. Though. <laughs> Maybe we should Stop. talk it till we watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, dude, Steven Spielberg. If you guys watch West Side Story, he's lost it. He should come up with another Minority Report. That was his last good movie. Mm. And that was that's Forgot- actually a book by Philip K. Dick anyway, so Well this one's by Is it guy by HP No, this is this is not by HP Dick, is it? What his name nah, is? I don't think it <laughs> is. HP Lovecraft. Philip- no, this is a yeah, like that- a short story by <laughs> some other random guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, who that's who goes there? there. That's how that, I remember the title of the, the the book is Who Goes There, which is a good title. Oh, you're, stealing my, you're stealing my thunder, Tony. Is there much um <laughs> Is there much difference between the original movie and the remake? Um, I only saw the remake in cinemas when I used to work there. Um, and I remember... No, that, that's the remake. remake. Not I'm being... talking about the early other thing. Oh, I actually haven't even seen that. So. Shane, this had the Wicker Man, bro. I, I'm watching the fucking 1930... Is it a Howard Hawks film? I'm watching that. Anyway, so who better in the film, boys? Kurt Russell or... Keith David, who would you guys prefer on your side? What, to be? No, on to your be, side. On my side. I think to Childs, which is Keith David's Keith David's character. Yeah, okay. Well, like, you think you need a leader. You need someone calling the shots. Yeah, Childs is ready to go. He was ready to take that gun. He's, he would be killing people instead of testing them. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell factually did kill people, so. Who, Although who I would choose Kurt Russell. He's Kurt cool, Russell. he's calm, he's collected, he's a plan. No, that was suicide by the guy with the scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> suicide by gun. Suicide by cop. No, because he like lunged at him. And he, and it was a good way to show the rest of them that Kurt Russell meant business. Or Mac- McReady or Mac. Hmm. McCready or Mac Ready? McCready. 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 Yeah. I prefer to be called Mac Ready. Anyway, so we had to wait till 2022 to record this episode. So it's a 40-year anniversary this year. Oh, that's really oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, that's what I thought we had a bit of a break for, a couple of months. Is that why, Shorty? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. We planned all this. <laughs> well, it has to be. <laughs> this movie is ahead of its time. I feel like, I don't know, if he was under, was there budgetary restrictions on this or what? Because I think the budget was $15 million. I think, so it's a pretty big budget, especially for 82. I think he, I think I he, had, know, he, had, I think, he had enough. He had enough. The story is so good because of the scope 
of it, like the concept. Like the stakes are like world ending, but it takes place on like a camp with 12 people. Mm. Crazy stakes for such a like claustrophobic movie. What do you think the restraints are then, if you think there may have been budgetary restraints? Well, like obviously not the practical effects. I just feel like it's a just a really smart script. Mm. So I thought like then maybe you have to like, okay, we can't have an alien taking over everybody. Like maybe just set it, maybe the set in, good setting, that's all. I'm asking you guys the questions. <laughs> I think all those things that people see as restraints are sort of just good movie writing because it's just a really good concept. The fact that it is so claustrophobic means that I think the dynamism between all the characters is explored really well. You actually feel like these people are real people that you're sort of going through, maybe with the exception of Norris. I don't really know anything about that guy. But I think, yeah, all the good characterization really shines through. Um, And it means that the movie feels good. Like when people die, you're a bit sad. When good things happen, you're a bit happy for them. Um, And when everyone feels paranoid and claustrophobic, then you also feel paranoid and claustrophobic. Yeah, you're, you're along for the ride. But what, what, what feel-good parts do you know, Shorty? He doesn't even um, win in chess. He doesn't even win, yeah. Though I actually did the laugh at one up. part where oh, they go when down. when the dogs died. Right at- no. <laughs> <laughs> he came in his pants. <laughs> yeah, I didn't laugh. I came. Came in my fucking um, pants. Uh, when they're talking about the generator and he goes, uh, Mac, the generator is gone. And he's like, how do we fix it? And he's like, Mac. It's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. A, the humor's pretty good. That was got, good. And it, it picks its spots as well. Like, it's not throughout, it's just here and there, yeah. which is what you want. You don't want to ruin the tone. Exactly. But you, you definitely need that relief. You need a bit of, like, laughter just to break the tension because it's a very tense movie. Yeah, I feel like every character... Well, every, every, yeah, it's very serious, the tone, the whole time. Everyone's taking it very seriously, which is good. What makes it? Um, I think it makes it, it makes it feel more real when they take it seriously. Yeah, well, it's a very dire consequences. Even I love Brimley. What's his character's name, Tony? It's Blair. Yeah, Blair. Yeah, he's like one of my favorite characters in it because he pretty much realizes. Oh, yeah, we'll get that to the that. World screwed. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> I just like yeah. I like how he takes initiative. Don't trust anyone straight away. Start axing things. And you know it's instantly sus, which Kurt Russell should have sniffed out that he wanted out of that cabin. Mm. Well, I got my own, I got my own theories on what what's going on there. I'll, when we get to it, I got let, yeah. Like, I I want to have a discussion. It's about clearly the thing. Yeah, I think we should have the same one. It. Well, it's I will dispute that anyway. But like, what was your favorite design out of all the the monsters in this? Like, mine's probably the dog, the first incarnation of the dog. How it like has like the um, streamy things coming out of it and it climbs up. It's got like the three heads, and when they do the autopsy on it, how it's got like another head inside a head. It's like Pandora's bot, and it has all the organs are the same. It's just crazy. The one that like has memory burn on me is the uh, the head that's upside down with like the crab legs. Yeah, that's the best one. It gets burnt the yeah. fuck up. But yeah, mm. that's one of my. I think that's my Society favorite. Feels. Uh, my favorite one would probably be the, I think it's Fuchs, right? Yeah, the guy who gets um, strangled in the storeroom and then runs away and his hands are all fucked up. Oh, that's like I think the, scream, how he's just... the scream and the hands, all that is really, really unnerving yeah. for me. I was just like, oof. Well, speaking of hands, you actually broke your hand recently. So, did you feel like some sort of kindred spirit there? I actually really felt, because it's in a big cast at the moment, so the only thing I can think about is, yeah, this, 
which I think is inspiration for District 9. You know, is when they cut open the car. Is all you did when you broke it short? You were going, ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, my jack off hand. I can't jack it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no, it's not his jack off hand, Tony. I asked him. I asked him to. Why well, would you ask that? He's left handed. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because it's just like that would suck. You'd be like blue balled, and then you know what happens in the dead zone. So, yeah, get yourself in a coma. <laughs> Put yourself in a coma if yeah. you got jacket. <laughs> anyway, so my bones Carpenter again. is like a huge fan of um H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. Like th- apparently, this was inspired by one of the um, elements in Mountains of Madness, mm. and this as well as um in the Mouth of Madness as well. Cool. Which yeah. are both part of the um apocalyptic trilogy. It's the the thing. Prince of Darkness and... Yeah, yeah Carpenter's and, previous works. And yeah, because yeah. Lovecraft's books really deal, I think, with like a whole bunch of... Like isolation is like a really big thing. And, and paranoia. So, you know, like things that are out of your control in just like really unknowable ways. And I think this is one of those things as well. Is Was H.P. Lovecraft a philosopher? No, he was just an author. Because most of his... Really yeah, racist. But no, but like <laughs> most of his questions are very Granger- yeah, I guess it was just like, end like or be all and like yeah. avoid. I guess most writers think about things in quite grand ways. Um, if they write about like cosmic horror and things like that, so I don't know. I guess yeah. maybe he had quite strong views on like certain parts of human society and the way that humans think and act and the way society is structured and so on. Um, so I don't know if you call him a philosopher exactly, but I think most writers think about those things. Um, do you guys like when the movie turned into like a monster movie briefly towards the end? Like, you know how it's like the tropes of like a big, big monster to fight at the very end of it, even though it doesn't last long because he just blows it up. But do you guys like that turn or, because I think the movie really peaks chair scene, how they're all tied up. I reckon reckon it was kind Mm. of, everything after that was kind of dull. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can the climax was like. The blood testing scene, the nerves, or like the hair in the back of my head was standing up. It's funny, I didn't remember what, what actually how that ended the scene. I was like, "Who's the fucking? Yeah. Who is it again?" I knew Charles was was safe. I was like, "Oh, it's the uh." The, I always thought it was the uh the, the the leader. What's his name? The guy with the gun who shoots the Norwegian at the start. Gary. Yeah, I always thought it was he was Gary. the guy. <laughs> the sheriff. Yeah. He's just, he's just the red hair in there. I actually don't mind it. I think the movie did peak like right. Uh, at that blood testing scene but actually it's pretty tense there's like one moment of lightness and then it's over really quickly so i think actually it's sort of fine um all the effects are really good so i actually don't mind it it's not like such a massive turn as like sunlight or whatever the fuck that movie is (laughs) um sunshine but um yeah just hard to like reach those heights again but i don't think i think obviously in the script just the natural progression of the story like okay Bang, 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 and then he fights this big thing, and then we have like a tiny little conversation. So it does make sense. I just think maybe Carpenter did know how well that scene was going to be received. Most of Carpenter's work isn't as high, high quality as this. Like it's very campy. It feels like most of Carpenter's stuff. Mm. Somehow this movie is above his other works. Yeah, I feel like this. Yeah, because he took it so seriously, like the tone. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you think this movie broke him because it was a flop? Maybe try to go away from what he did here. Hmm. I guess that's a good point. Because, like, even when you think about some of his other serious-ish movies, like like In the Mouth of uh, Madness, for example, 
you know, that does seem quite serious, but I don't know. Like, it just doesn't yeah, feel as good. Yeah, it's got its moments of light. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And maybe just because it is it is all these, like, really grand scale things. And the main dynamic is probably between the character and, like, everyone being crazy. Whereas this is just a bit inward looking and a bit maybe, like, introspective. I really feel like you can just put yourself in that situation. And how or how how will I react to this? Oh no, I, I couldn't trust anybody. You know, mm. that's why the game Among Us is so popular because it's pretty much the same principle. <laughs> is I try to turn other people against you. Showing other. your age, <laughs> it's fun, bro. <laughs> we should actually do a version of that for Tony's Bugs Party. Like somehow we should come up with a game where it's mm. one person who like infects everyone else, and we try to pick them out. Like yeah, they have a game. Around. It's called Mafia, or like. Witches of Salem or something. You can play it in person. I'm pretty sure Sh- Shorty has AIDS anyway, so Shorty can be the guy who gives people th- the AIDS. <laughs> yeah, I'm really channeling Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in Dallas Buyers Club lately. All right, let's get to it. Tony had to All ruin right. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, how do you think he broke his hand the at the fucking truck stop? <laughs> <laughs> how does that give you AIDS? Oh, was he sit- there was a guy that was, was a truck driver blowing some dude. Hand. He was blowing some dude, fisting. and then he went to reach fisting. around <laughs> for his butt. And he goes, like, "I don't play those games." Yeah. He broke his hand. If you walked in on it real quick, yeah, it could look like the monster from the thing. Yeah, like mm. if you looked at it from the back, or maybe if something from <laughs> my society. face is. Look- yeah. Anyway, well, you look at Shorty in, in some light, you'll think it's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he's like in a white room or something. It's a blizzard or something. All right, let's get into it. Hey? All right, so um, we're introduced with some simple opening credits and some really good synth music, and that'll sort of be the norm for the film-wise, uh, music-wise, which is really as well. good. No, no any other one. So you didn't do the music on this? Carpenter didn't do it. No. Nah, which I this thought is was so fun. rare. <laughs> I've honestly thought yeah, Ennio Morricone is the guy uh, that did all the really cool music for all those really old spaghetti westerns. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really Spaghetti cool. Spaghetti Westerns are dated. I'm surprised it hasn't been a revival yes. yet. Usually it goes in cycles. Yeah. There was a weird return oh, of Westerns for a bit. Yeah, I think with True Grit, maybe Tarantino tried to bring it back as well. But With Django and oh, another movie heavily inspired by the thing. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Music was also done by Ennio Morricone. So. Really? See? He's yeah. such a cinephile, Tarantino. Is it homage or is it stealing? Nah, it's like right. homage for sure. He's he's inspired by this because it's like basically the thing, right? It's like all these people are in a cabin. Someone's, which is is that talent or is that just or something really good forgery? <laughs> I think it takes talent to forge that good. <laughs> yeah, true. Like he does compile all these things and puts it together. It's his style, I guess. Being that good of a copier, what's that word I'm looking for? Yeah. It's not copier. It's Oh, plagiarism. Plagiarism. You can't plagiarize yes. or something. He's plagiarizes yeah. everything. Anyway, let's let's get to it. The first images uh, we get are of space and a ship, which is eventually then crashing to Earth, and you get a really cool fade-in title card. Apparently, uh, we're introduced to the fact years ago. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I was actually trying to see if the Earth looked different, like if the continents yes. looked different or something, but like it all merged. I don't know. Um, so we get to find out that it's Antarctica winter in the eighties. And we see some massive canyon walls and an incoming helicopter. So all these shots are like giving you a feel of like isolation already. All is just mm. the screen's full of white and have that dog running. They're just and it's so tiny, which is really cool. alone. So it really sets the yeah. themes yeah. and the mood for the movie. 
so the first time you guys watched this movie, did you guys like you're automatically on the dog side, aren't you? The dog running away, like oh, leave the dog alone, or do you think, oh wait, <laughs> something wrong with that dog? You probably don't remember. I was just well, confused. It's a good choice. I was just like, why does what is he doing? Why is this guy shooting a dog? This is like a really good cold open. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you just dropped into this world and like this scenario, like what is going on? And you, as Tony said, you kind of root for the dog because everyone loves dogs. Such a good trick. And plus, they're foreigners as well shooting at it. Of course, the Americans are going to be like, oh, no, they're crazy. Is well, like like, I think statement? the dog's like the best the best <laughs> creature to, for it to become, to like to move in the snow anyway. You wouldn't be a human running around. Yeah, true. So, Made a good choice. Well, was it? A, it's a mm. Malmute or something. The breed or something. Malamute, yeah. It's a husky, isn't it? Malamute. Nah, huskies are smaller. Like Malamutes are these big ones. Well, I never knew that. You were teaching me something. But it is like a perfect embodiment to like show how trustworthy dogs are, but you shouldn't trust everything you see. Oh, that's a good point, actually, yeah. More themes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we see uh, this guy shooting a lot of bullets at it. And I think it's really nice how it sort of uh tends to build up between Yeah. No, he, I, I think mean, he could have like hit him a couple cuts. times. He, nah. Yeah, because he's bulletproof. Good thing. <laughs> is it bulletproof though? No, it gets shot. He's... It's not bulletproof, yeah, but, but it's dead. bullet resistant. Yeah, but yeah, it could it can slow it down. Bullets can slow it down. Yeah, all right. Yeah. We cut to a uh, science camp, people are sort of doing their thing, which is really nice. They're repairing snow cats, playing table tennis, playing computer chest. Uh, and this is how we get uh, introduced to Kurt Russell's character, McCready. Uh, mm. It's really funny, a the first words that are McCready. spoken by a computer. He looks good, man. Oh, looks yeah. Good. He didn't lose. The computer no, cheated, obviously. Yeah, no, obviously. When I beat you, you said the same thing, Shane. It didn't cheat, <laughs> right. you just lost. <laughs> Why would you destroy like a $1,000 computer? Or I don't know what the price would be. Probably a lot of money for back then. Poor sportsmanship and table tennis. Remember how we had that tournament, Shorty, and I whooped your ass in um, Bali? No, you didn't. I oh, in Thailand, yeah, yeah, Thailand. I'm so good now, though, bro. It's you so can't fun. stop me. Yeah, did we have a mad tournament like... here at my house, and you got smoked as well? Yeah, we did. You didn't. You yeah, got I smoked. smoked you. No, no, I, mean, I was the champ that day. Table. I was beating everybody. You got to bring the table with you for the Bucks party, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so we can play beer pong and table tennis. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't nice. lug that thing, bro. You should have seen that me and Tony picked it up, how sketchy it was. Because one of those tables that fold, like, has to be vertical when you transport it. And oh, it was yeah, so sketchy. Right. We had, like, strapped up and it was, like, wobbling in the wind. If we went past the cops, they would have pulled us over. Like, negligent driving. Which I've had things fall over my, my ute before, like a couch. And if someone was behind me then, I would have, that would have totaled their car. And it would have been a couch everywhere on a roundabout. That's where it fell off. Very lucky my oh, sister Christ. was following me from behind. Yeah, it's insane. So what you're that's saying is you're dumbass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fucking low to on the Secure you. your <laughs> load. So what you're saying is you can't bring it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, how much um, did the uh, Norwegians really screw the pooch on this one? They pretty much had the thing dead to rights. Yeah, but is it a comment on like the Nor- is it Norway that like they have a really weak military system? <laughs> like Do they build no, bad defense. I thought that was sweet. I, I, I yeah, think they have I think they actually have compulsory service. No, I thought they were Norwegians, so they're from Norway. They are Norwegians from Norway, but they have, like, compulsory military service. So does Sweden. Oh, so they've got a strong military? Yeah. They have a force. He's got to know what the fuck he was doing, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He goes to throw a grenade. What the fuck? Yeah, what do you do? You have two choices, though, really. If you fuck up that throw, you run. 
You try to pick it up and try to disarm it. What would you guys do? Run. I wouldn't dig in the snow. If like you think you can get to it. But, like, nah, I can see where you're coming run. from, though. Well, if you're closer, like, you probably try no, to disarm it. No, I think the guy who threw the grenade was way closer. <laughs> he was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> so he's killed, he's killed his friend. Yeah. I guess they just um, know the stakes. They know the stakes. It's like they know that it's a massive alien that's going to kill the entire world. So mm. they're also desperate. It's pretty, it's Actually, pretty insane that two separate camps come up with the same conclusion. Mm. But yeah, I but guess the first it's camp clear. was prepared because I think they were, they were looking for an alien. Well, yeah, they're looking for an alien because they found the spaceship. So they were kind of more prepared think, than the first camp. I think. Oh, yeah, they knew it was out of world, yeah. But yeah. I think after mm. you said thing hanging on the ceiling, you know it's not natural. Like from Earth, so yeah. it didn't take them as long to work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Norwegian dude, mm. he he didn't give a fuck. He would kill the the Americans, wouldn't he? Because that yeah. grenade was intended to throw at them. No. Oh yeah, true. Actually, yeah, the grenade ready to throw. Yeah, he's ready to kill all of them, right? Well, do you see what happened at his camp? Yeah, so he's ready to kill anybody, everybody, just to kill the thing. Is dire consequences. So this is look at the end of the the movie itself. McReady's ready to um, destroy himself and everyone just to stop this thing from getting out. This guy is basically the Norwegian Mac. There you go. The 2011 The Thing is such a good idea to show you what the events, because if you're going to do it, that's a good way to start instead of doing like a mm. remake or a sequel. At least you can try to, you, you kind of don't need it though anyway, so it's pointless. But it's actually not a bad movie, except for the CGI, which sucks because they, they were going to do it all practically. I think they did do it practically and the studios made them put cgi over it because it looked too real or something really that's so imagine so that yeah imagine that that's having so all that work done yeah i know but like you pretty much have to do as you're told so we're introduced to a few more characters um mac comes out of his uh shack they mentioned charles by name and then basically as the shooter shoots that guy in the leg uh, the guy the leader from the camp the american camp uh caps that norwegian guy in the head and then everyone sort of runs out. Is he out, like the sheriff the or something? Because he's dressed like a sheriff. He's got sheriff vibes. I think he's just like the captain. You know, it's probably a military camp. Well, he's probably his role though. Is his role security? Probably. Nah, yeah. He's just he's like, he's one in charge. Yeah. Um, so he's like. How come sort of everyone wants to follow you know? the helicopter pilot fairly quickly though? Because he's because charismatic shit, and he looks shit good. The bed. Yeah, the guy shit the bed, man. Because no, they couldn't trust him because of the um the uh, the blood. Yeah, that's why they couldn't trust him. Like, you're not our leader. Like, we can't trust you. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Kurt Russell being, um, like, rugged and handsome, do you think he's, yeah. like, underrated, overrated, or properly rated? I reckon properly rated now. I think, like, back. Yeah. Like, well, no. Do you think it's caught back up? Back in the 2000s. The 2000s, I reckon he was underrated. But in like, the 90s, too. Yeah, but, like, Tarantino and um, with James Gunn, they like him. They put him in their movies. <laughs> I think this movie would have hurt his career, too, which sucks. That's true. As yeah, you said before, right. he's like playing it really subtle and like dark, I guess. How would you describe his performance? Yeah, it's good. It's like a good performance. It's believable. And I think one of the things that's the best about this movie is that everyone is, you know, when they see a fucking a guy who's got shot in the head, everyone actually looks like really shaken up. And Mac is also like shaken up, but I guess in a bit more of like a, a less open way. So it's a good performance by most people, actually. It's definitely against type, though, for Kurt Russell. If you watch most yeah, of his was, roles, I was actually thinking that. Yeah, comic relief almost. 
He can't really take. This it actually, he brings imagine if this had seen him go into like serious movies. If this movie was a success, imagine him going into like a whole bunch of serious movies. Like, what a weird future that'd be. If the thing was a success, what franchise could he have taken, or movies he could have taken in the nineties? Oh no, he could be a good Batman, I guess, or Superman. Superman, we go no to way. Superman. mean that in the nineties. <laughs> Superman, I reckon. Wolverine. So we're just doing superhero movies now, are we? <laughs> Basically, I'm, I'm yeah. just thinking. Those are the only yeah. movies that exist now, Shane. What's his character from? Yeah, like, no, the Galaxy. Back, ego, ego. You make him a good ego from uh, the Galaxy <laughs> comics. All right, so we um, sort of cut back. Well, to I was going to say um, the only. Th- oh, what? sorry. The only thing I'll change about the McReady character would be his fucking hat. No, I love he the hat. His- what kind of hat is that? It's just some like crazy like hat. Some, I like it. It's a summer hat. He's in the fucking Antarctica, fucking freezing his ass off. What do you need a big hat like that for? <laughs> yeah. Speaking no, of I his appearance, cool, even like that blue hoodie thing he wears, it's insane, the like costume design on him. No, the hoodie I makes sense. He's in, he does wear cold. some- <laughs> If you've never been that he wears cold, some crazy. Though, it's hard to explain how you would just wear anything. Like, do you remember that time when I- It's a movie that can pick something from the way. I guess it's been realistic. But you remember when I rode, like, all the way through the mountains in the middle of winter for, like, your brother's birthday? Yeah. 21st. And when I arrived, I was so fucking cold, bro. Like- (laughs) Could have known you, dude. In the middle of the night, it was, like, three degrees or something. And I would have worn any amount of dumb costumes to not have been that cold. Would you have let me piss on you to warm you up? Anything. (laughs) <laughs> Come you, on, we were wearing two gloves or what? No, I was wearing one gloves. <laughs> Just go, man. You wearing two gloves the whole time? He's what talking about um dumb and dumb. I find that when he like shaking up and they're frozen to each other. We cut back to the camp where we see uh some stitches getting applied. And I think this is really good characterization because it means, you know, they have a doctor. They introduce two other guys and you can tell that they have a communications guy, a scientist. Yeah. Um, Windows. And then we cool get a man. shot of Yeah, it is cool. Eh? I thought it was Wendell for ages, but um, we get a shot of some roller skates and the chef zooms into the room with a funny quip and then you see Palmer. I'm not really sure exactly what his job is, but he's already smoking a joint. He's, no, he's yeah. the mechanic. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They're all, um, it's a great cast and like they're all interesting looking. They all have their own little, as you say, quirks and like shorthand with each other as well. Like you can tell they've been around for it for a while. Yeah, because you never want to like... like- Get into a movie when no one knows anyone. You actually want to like peer through a window at a world that already exists. I think those are the best movies. And Windows is pretty much explains how it's like excommunicado, and it's been like that for two weeks. So that's how isolated they are. It's funny though because when Brindley's there as well, and he like gives this mad spill about how like we can't find anyone, like we're screwed. What, what do you want me to do? Pretty much saying like it's impossible. Like get the whole like just chill. And then Brindley's just standing like. Just, just find someone. <laughs> like, just yeah. reminds you how bosses expect the impossible from you. Like, they, don't, they don't even listen. Um, they organize uh, to go to the Norwegians' camp, and eventually they do. Uh, and I feel like the dog knows that they've gone because it's pretty, pretty mm. knowing. Carpeted like holds on the dog, and you can tell it's up to something. It's really good acting. But you just don't the know what. Well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he deserves is... an Oscar. An Oscar. Oh, <laughs> one of my nominations. <laughs> He's one of my nominations, man. One of my nominees. He definitely gets one for me. I don't know. Do they have like people behind, like in rooms and stuff with like meat and just going, all right, look in here. All right, now look there. Like it just it hits its marks every time. Yeah. When he's yeah. slowly creeping down that hallway, it is really good. And I was just like, damn, it's so yeah. good, man. I don't know where this dog's going. Did you, um, when you saw the shadow, 
with the room that the dog went into. Did you know who it was? No, I was trying to work it out. Something to do with curly hair, wasn't it? I think it's Palmer. I think mm. this is when Palmer I turns into a thing. I should have done a count of how many, how many of the things actually was there, if the people. I sort of kept a rough yeah. one, so I'll let you know. Well, the funny thing about that silhouette, Shorty, John Carpenter didn't want any of the actors to play the silhouette, so he got oh, like some guy from the crew to do it. Yeah, because he didn't want to have any clues. We don't know what's that's going really on anyway, but at that point, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At that point, it's you have no meant idea. to be ambiguous. Yeah, just yeah. to keep the par- paranoia. Cool. He's a master at work. Master. At um, work. We cut to um, Mac and the Doctor flying over the Norwegian camp. You see that it's in uh, massive ruins. Max sort of yells out to see if anyone is there. Oh, yeah. You know how he keeps saying, like, the Swedish-Norwegian thing? Do you think that was funny or what? I think it's supposed to be humour. I think Shane actually thought it was Swedish. (laughs) (laughs) I think Shane thought it was serious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so funny. What's the difference, though? Aren't they, like, touching countries? Uh, They do share a border, yes. Oh, snap. I didn't even know. They're they're a different country. But how good do the map paintings look like? The spaceship and shit. Yeah, it looks beautiful. beautiful. It looks a little, it looks it looks a little bit fake, but it still looks better than our CGI. Hmm, that's further in the movie, but yeah, I agree. Oh, what? Only at the camp, but are yeah. we? Yeah. Now we're at the research. Oh. The other the Norwegians' research. Oh, so. only at the camp right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, still still no, I get your uh, I get your eagerness. I really love the map painting as well. So <laughs> yeah, we we'll get back to um, that. But yeah, so right now they're only just uh, going through the ruins, sort of, and they find that guy. Who had cut his own throat and wrists? Looks really Oh, it grim. looks sick, yeah. yeah. That was Matt Payton too, wasn't it? Mid drip. Must have been freezing. <laughs> I know. Hold on. And so also, I really like the blood music here. Warm? It and is. Like, okay, warm. how does he. Um, how does he uh, think cut his own throat? So his throat was cut by someone else, wasn't it? No, I think it was I him. Know. It's a pretty I big gash. He looks like he him. died screaming. I know. Yeah, yeah what did he say? He probably said, like, can't take me over if I'm already dead. He's fucking. Shit. But yeah, it is like good imagery with the frozen bloodsicles. But nice. um, you think this all this whole scene is pretty much foreshadowing to what's going to happen to their camp? Yeah, I guess you don't really think about it until later on. You know what I mean? This movie actually really benefits from a rewatch. Um, yeah, you go, that's oh, what I was man, thinking. Like, like, holy crap, this is what we're yeah. in for. <laughs> with the axe, like the shining axe in the wall as well. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because it's the same set from the uh, the same set. Like, the, like they filmed that last. Yeah. Yeah, really? it was yeah, all burnt down and stuff. They further investigate the ruins and they find a portable video unit uh, and some papers and they finally find the big old excavated block of ice. And when they go outside, they find that mangled pit of remains that have been set on fire, partly human. Which is awesome. <laughs> How cool is like really the stretched good. out face in pain yeah. as well. It's like iconic. If you showed that, you know exactly where it's from. Exactly. But that yeah. artist... Like, does he get input from Carpenter, or is it all his brainchild? I'm not sure. I mean, he won an Oscar for it, so you could probably go check his speech. He actually won an Oscar. He wasn't snubbed. He did, yeah. No, he got it for this. I think Maybe it was a nomination, actually. Yeah, he he won three special effects. He did not. There you go, yeah. So he got got nominated then. (laughs) I don't think he got nominated. (laughs) Apparently, it's just as good as winning, being nominated. That's what they say. Was he nominated, though? It's an honor just to be nominated. I'm looking... And it was Rob well, Botton's was Best Special Effects for the nice. Saturn Award. <laughs> let's, <laughs> yes. give out, let's give out Saturn Awards instead of Oscars this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Just in honour of Rob Botton. 
Hell yeah. Because he's done he Robocop, Total Recall, like, Seven. That's his, what nice. he's known for. So he's had a massively good career. He was on The Sloth He even did sure, Mr. Deeds as well. Who did he make up in Mr. Deeds? The Foot. The Foot. The fucked up foot. <laughs> I thought it was um, Steve Buscemi, but that the frostbitten foot from the thing. Oh my god! But he's um he worked with very very prestigious. He did Star Wars. Yeah, he's awesome. I think he might be dead or something because he stopped doing it. But he's he still alive. They must have just been blacklisted. I think I think CGI killed his career. Get <laughs> me talk- Yeah, yeah I'm just say that CGI doesn't help. Poor dude. What a talent lost. He yeah. did the Fire Club Fire Club stuff. So. Jared Leto. Uh, this one's for you, face. Bob Gutton. I might give it. I'm going to give him my Oscar. It's Rob Likely. Botton. Rob Botton. <laughs> Bob Gutton Bob, is Bob. the guy who plays the warden. I think. Yeah, that's from it. Shawshank. Rob Botton. I'm actually looking at his name right now. I don't know how I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got dyslexia. Yeah, right. makes sense, bro. I can believe that. Um, so they get back to the US camp, and honestly, when he said, "Give me a shovel," I thought he was going to bury it. I didn't realize they were going to fucking bring it back to the camp. But that's what they oh, do. Yeah. And well, then he asks a, uh, that guy to autopsy it. Isn't that the thing, though, Shorty? Like, it's the fi- like a, so the fine of the century. One of the, it must Nobel be like Prize. a minor plot point. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, Nobel Prize for it. So maybe that's why they Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But would you, would um, you, though, like in real life, if you saw that shit? <laughs> oh, no way. It's like way too fucked up. That'd be like bringing well, back like radioactive that, waste. Do you think the thing is greedy? I was actually wondering, like, what it thinks about, like, if it thinks like a human or if it thinks like an like alien more of or like a, dog a virus, like a yeah, virus. Yeah, because you know, acu- it's like building a spaceship and stuff. So I guess it has like has some sort of. But the thing is, was if it was broad. smart, he would just stayed as a dog until they left. Yeah, but I think it's no, just greedy. But, he just uh, wants no. To overtake I thought everyone. the dogs. No, the dogs blew its cover. The dogs knew it was something different. Yeah. Mm. I feel, that's what I feel like the thing was. Yeah, just like, oh shit, this is not this is not a dog. And then, yeah, Do you think like I'll be after that bit? Yeah, yeah, so it just kills everything. Soon. I mean, I reckon if it was actually true dog stuff though, the dogs should have started like biting it and shit. Like dogs don't see I know that one dog oh. felt fear because it was like trying to chew its way out. But most yeah. dogs yeah. wasn't it like a Dexter thing where an animal will try to like bite off its own hand to get free? I mean that's just foxes in general. Yeah, well like isn't that most animals that like, when they just they'll die fighting? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, survival. Man. But, but maybe again, just, man, if you saw that fucking thing doing that, you'd be panicking and trying to get out to, not trying to well, fight I just it. feel like they did the dogs dirty, man. The dogs should at least take a few bites out of it. <laughs> oh, Put some I sausages in the right. puppet. You <laughs> 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 could definitely fake it. But it was just, did you guys feel sorry for that dog? Yeah, because didn't you get like like the paste on it? Like the got, got squirted acided to death. Something? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. that's fucked. Simulation. So I feel mm. like a natural reaction for that dog because as soon as it left that's when it started the dog started going nuts but it was a good shot yeah. though it's like really on point as well like for the themes of the movie the way the dog enters the cage and oh you've got the, all the dogs surrounding it what an mm. epic shot so it's like, it felt so epic did you guys feel the epicness of that when he just slowly walks in and I just yeah. like, felt, uh, just, it felt monumental. I just thought it was really good I was just really surprised that it was played so well I was just like how do you get a dog to do that like it looks yeah. so good and the dog is just like exactly it's just what very you well trained. Do. You could actually recreate that with like all the actors and have just a person walk there, and it could be the same yeah. sort of feeling. Where it's like it's Among Us. It sort of is like oh, that shit. in a bit at the front, a uh, bit a bit after this. So 
It's a metaphor. That's what that shot was for the movie. Yeah. What about mm. that poor dude and his dogs get fucked up? <laughs> you feel like he has a heart. He must. His job must be like dog wrangler or Clark. something. Clark. Yeah. Yeah, Clark. He's yeah. trying to get to it. And then, basically, Clark comes back to investigate. Uh, and the lights are already broken. And there's a big jump scare. Mm. Did you actually jump when the dogs ran out of the cage? Mm. Yeah. Nah, I feel like yeah, I remembered well, it. I was- mm. Me and Tony watched this when we were really young. And we were totally, like, you know, it's in a chair squeezing it, essentially. Like, you were just tense Sucked the whole in. time. Like, it is a yeah, nice. pretty intense movie. It is really intense. It's a very classic horror movie trope where he just opens the gate without turning the lights on. Or in- no, but I guess li- you don't know. Well, get a torch or something. Um, but I guess you just think the dogs have fought each other or something. That's yeah, the, yeah, exactly. what you would assume. Break it up. Do, do our dad. Remember what our dad does with our misbehaving dog? Were you there? <laughs> when one of our dogs are misbehaving? Know. We were just like yeah, sitting around the table, and Dad was eating food. <laughs> the Bella jumped up to take some food. That dog, and Dad just just punched it in the head, pretty fucking hard too. And Bella went. <laughs> I was like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, Fuck the dog! The dog knows better than that. But he legit punched the dog in the head. I got pretty angry. Yeah, I think I, mom, I left I him. That like, mom's like, "You're a psycho," because <laughs> he doesn't love dogs, and dogs just like trying to get food. But he I bet you this it. last time he jumped on dog. <laughs> jumped on us. Um, yeah. Jump for food. I think it was brain damage, man. Didn't know how to jump anymore. <laughs> I feel like your dad's going to give you guys brain damage whenever he listens to these podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> if it does. I get myself. No, he, would, he wouldn't have a recollection of this shit. You'd be like, what did I do that? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So this just gets ratcheted in. This thing's just getting crazier and crazier, like expanding and growing tentacles and growing heads. Because how many dogs has it assimilated, you reckon? Like three. I think he grabbed like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone zips over there. Um, Also, why does their camp have a flamethrower? To like clear snow out if there's like a, if they're snowed in or something. I don't know, bro. And it's very, it's actually the most handiest weapon against this thing. So it's very ex machina. (laughs) Flamethrower ex machina for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I really blew that up. For sure. Oh, so you guys yeah, think the like thing the frog, thing is trying to make it, it yeah the thing's trying to make itself as big as possible right now to like threaten them right he's just going crazy it's makes me arms huge just trying to scare them mate that's what I'm, I'm yeah, thinking it's just know. trying to maybe speed up the process of assim- assimilating he knows he's fucked like he's oh, I'm so fucked right now you think I don't know yeah it's like survival that's something because yeah, is it like a hive really mind confused. situation? That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. And whenever I, they were talking about how like we interrupted its assimilation, I was like, okay, but this is not like assimilating into a dog. This is a fucking monster. I think it like that picture of the cell. You know, it, like changes color and it goes to the mm. next cell. The cell broke off in uh, two. Or did just I think what? Yeah, I think, it- I think what happens is it like infects the other cell, so it'll like use your body and assimilate those cells. I feel like it joins into one and then it splits. I think that's yeah, how it maybe works. It does do that. So it just it joins it all into like three or four dogs and then it splits them out, which would be cool if you've seen it the whole process. But I think it's yeah. left ambiguous for a reason. So you can just. You're saying, saying it, it absorbs all the dogs and then it does its yes. thing and then four dogs just separate. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think. Like they pop out like okay. gremlins and shit. That makes sense. Um, well, anyway, yeah, okay. Uh, Max starts unloading a shotgun into the cage to fucking kill that thing, but then Clark is really angry when he shoots a dog. Um, <laughs> My dogs oh, putting out its misery. That's what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. And then Charles eventually uh, burns the shit out of the thing. Yeah, it's funny. He's like, "Get the flamethrower," and he's like, "What? He wants a flamethrower?" <laughs> like double takes. <laughs> he's no idea what the fuck's going on. Like, he wants a flamethrower. 
I actually so, like that after this uh, scene, it, everyone is actually stunned. Like, that's exactly how I imagine you would be. You just burnt a fucking massive ape. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Do they think at this point that was the last of their worries too? Yeah, I guess so. Like, because I had the dog's dead, we should be sweet. Yeah, I don't think Blair. they really think about it until the storeroom later. Yeah. No, doesn't Blair work it out? Like, when he... And he's On one the of computer, tells, yeah. Yeah, and he tells McReady and... Um, fuck, I forgot the other guy's name. The guy who, like, bum buddies with McReady. Bennings. Is it Bennings? Windows, no, isn't Bennings, it? Bennings is the guy oh, with no, the, the other dude. claw hands. Yeah, he's actually like, pretty... He's Mac Mac character, friends with everyone, so it doesn't matter. No, no, but this so, yeah, like, Blair, Who's it? I think his name's Fuchs. Yeah. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. Um, so Blair sort of takes a second and autopsies the dog. It's very hands-on. I don't think I could do it, but... After that, they sort of drop some exposition on us, explain... It's great effects, sort of like, though, too, isn't it? It's really good, yeah. Oh, um, the slot. Is it like body horror, in a sense? Or not? <laughs> nah, because it has to resemble the human body. Oh. To uh, oh, give you that same feeling. But, like, um, Carpenter definitely broke the rules, the movie rules, didn't he? You can't kill dogs. <laughs> it's like one of the rules. It's not a dog Well, they're not dogs. Yeah. It's technically... Yeah, it's the Dr. Blair's doing what? He's autopsying this uh, thing, but I think this is, like, really cool because I think this is sort of the end of the first act, and this is, like, the first seed of distrust, you know, because Blair says, you need to watch Clark. You need to watch him. Yeah, I feel like Blair, this is where Blair, I think he's already the thing. I no, feel like he's the thing. What? incorrect. I just, so oh, I have an inkling. There's no way, Tony, because he wouldn't what's let Clark, him know eh? all this information about it. He knows it's Clark's not very self-preservation. That's why he's saying, what's the Clark? No, I think, I don't know. Because he breaks up all the Tony, uh, communication. It's all about self-preservation, Tony. So anything that's going to that. expose it. He's already, no, the, Blair's the thing right now. He knows he's exposed. No, he's, he's trying not. to turn everyone against Clark because he's like, Clark's pretty switched on. I can't really get to him. I'm going to, eventually I'm going to pretend to freak <laughs> out. I'm going to break all the communications. I'm going to break the helicopter so no one can escape and tell and warn people He wants people to about escape. Me. That's also wants to escape. like fifteen minutes from now, and I'm just saying. I'm saying that's why I think Tony, Blair he wants is to already affected. The thing's goal is to get out of there. Yeah, and he and he's always succeeded with that. He's built his own spaceship. He wanted to get isolated from everybody else. <laughs> Would it be easier though to assimilate the pilot and then get, him. get him because he has all his knowledge and fly, he get fly the him, helicopter? No, no that's a bad the theory. I def- he's not the disagree thing, with that. Oh, no. he's the thing when he's locked up. No. You're wrong, Tony. No, but he, uh, he stirs up too much. He, he stirs stu- up too much of the pot. Very does, counterproductive. Yeah. No, he makes everyone paranoid of each other. Goals. He's already knows he's fucked. Right. The thing's already out in the open. He's just trying to make everyone more paranoid. Right. Now it's on. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna wrong. agree to disagree because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, it's, it's, it's just theory. a theory, Tony. Yeah, it's a wrong theory. It is, is interesting it's theory. Fine, it's going fine. against the the motivations of the the thing. It can't be. It contradicts itself. I don't know. I feel like the thing would want to stop communications too, just so like to know you get no warning. No, because it was actually the human's idea to kill everyone, Tony. He wants everyone to stay there so the thing dies. That was Brimley's plan or Doctor Blair's plan. Well, I feel like it was a thing because only because Clark was never infected. Man, he's only saying watch out for Clark because he was around the dog for the longest. It was actually Mm. logically speaking, that's why he's saying be careful of Clark. Mm. I don't know, I just feel like he just wants to set paranoia in. I don't know, well, just a theory. No, anyway. That's the movie. The movies want him to do that. It's just like he's just a device know. to do it. I'm zagging. You guys are zigging. Whatever, bro. Yeah, we're, we're zigging, <laughs> zagging, and You're off everyone the edge, loves mate. Ziggy. 
Ziggy. Um, I, fucking, I, feel like, I feel like Blair right now. <laughs> What's that also? <laughs> What's that movie? I don't need you guys. <laughs> Ziggy. We love you, uh, Ziggy. It sounds like The Wire. It's a name. Yeah. Is it? An episode of The Wire, Ziggy. Yeah. Uh, season two. That? We love Ziggy. Ziggy. Character called Ziggy. It's only first Might be Futurama too. Ziggy. Bonatus. It's definitely like the senses of Ziggy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. Sorry, you just derailed us. Dr. Blair is definitely <laughs> oh. not. All right, Shorty. All right. Anyway, everyone's watching the tapes and they find out the Norwegians actually found a spaceship. By which accident. Which is pretty crazy. I, I say too. Um, I say by accident, but whatever. If it, mm. I reckon if a spaceship landed in 2022, government would have found it instantly because of those satellites and all that shit. Yeah. And um, we'd be screwed. <laughs> Do you reckon it'd be alright to live as like an entity or not? No, I feel like you're not yourself anymore. You're dead. Wouldn't society crumble? Like, wouldn't Earth be screwed if it did get released? Yeah, but I guess yeah. they don't care. So it's a virus. That's what we should, the way we should look at it. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, they'll probably Kinda rebuild like the fucking <laughs> thing. It's a COVID. Oh my god. <laughs> Forty, 40 years, years later, it's still relevant. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so this is where they land and they reveal the ship, and I think it d- does look really good. Um, such a good painting. And the map paintings. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys go in there? Like, why didn't they go in there? Probably cost too because, much. <laughs> yeah. And they were like this all I'm fuck. glad they we, didn't, like, though. It's like, I don't need to know what it looks like. Um, Imagine, like, so it's anyway, always, like, dead aliens and shit. Like, previous. Yeah, but it's too much. It actually sort of reminds me of the Tommyknockers ship in my head, to be honest. There's a theory yeah. out there that I've read that... That Blair's the thing. It was... No, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, that, that, that spaceship that crash-landed... There's like aliens on there doing like genetic ma- manipulation. Their experiments went awry when they created like this like new being, and then that's what that's why they crash landed because it took over the whole ship. Mm, and now cool. like, they awoken it hundred thousand years later. It's a cool theory. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, it's fine. Accidents just happen, bro. Well, I'm just saying that spaceship was out of control when it crash landed. So something <laughs> happened on that ship. Yeah, it's like yeah, just that's a, true. it's like a proto. It was a proto um, camp, so it happened, so every time, so it just shows you again everywhere this thing goes, destruction follows. Yeah, nice. That's way more believable than Tony's theory. <laughs> the fuck off, man! All I know is this. All right, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're back at camp where Charles does not care about this voodoo bullshit, and everyone's trying to make sense of it all. <laughs> is this is yeah, this fallen? He's my or leader. What? <laughs> <Fallen>. <laughs> Voodoo. Remember that? it was like voodoo in that? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, it's it's God, bro. It's not voodoo. It's the same shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. It is. Um, I think the discussion dynamics here are really good. Um, Mac very understandably does not have the answers that everyone is looking for. And while all this is going on, Knowles finds a pair of ripped underwear in the trash. Um, right. I'm not sure I would put them in the trash, but that's okay. Yeah, Blair left them there. I think the try and... Yeah, actually, I think that's just a Fuck mistake off, from it. <laughs> I think it's just a mistake from the thing. I don't think it was like the frame up yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know because I think Blair's later on shit. it's a frame. Um, and then uh, it turns out that Blair does have all the answers because he does that slow burn fucking Com- computer program <laughs> of how the thing assimilates. Cells. It just—it's so funny how they thought computers worked back then. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a—it's just another device where the movie tells you some exposition. <laughs> But like yeah. computers don't like seventy five percent chance. It's like it doesn't work like that. I know it's so funny because it's like, did the computer the project the end of humanity in twenty seven hundred hours? Like, did the computer come yeah. up with that, or did Blair 
type that. <laughs> can we uh, can we, we uh, skip this bit? Because this really puts a hole in my theory. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's writing all these notes, bro. He's not the thing yet. Maybe after it's this. Totally straight like, after this scene. He's the, uh, the thing. He's, I think he gets infected He must be, this. like, drinking. Dr. Blair must be, like, getting drunk, hey? Because he definitely has, like, a mental break at one point. Yeah. I mean, everyone's wildly... Yeah, that's when he gets infected. That's when he gets infected. When he has, goes crazy, that's when he's the thing. He's trying to, like, fight mm. it off. Like, Venom sort of thing. Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Anyway, um, Mac knows something's up. He's looking at the underwear, but he can't really pick it. Um, and then Windows and Bennings are carrying the remains. <laughs> if you guys are doing like a parody movie of this, there'll be shit stains mm. of you the totally, fucking thing. It'd be like a yeah. skid marks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, because you like would chuck that out. It would be very, yeah. very wary of picking up underwear from trash cans. I know. Have you actually <laughs> seen any good parodies of the thing? Like any that come to mind? I don't nah. think. I don't think I it's mean, been touched. Mm. That could. That's actually ripe fruit for the taking. Yeah, it is. Because there's one I can think of, and it's like a stop motion thing by the guy who did Pingu. It's called Thingu. Oh. <laughs> and oh, John Carpenter like said it was thing. good. Yeah. So it's just I like. I think I've seen if, that. If the thing crash lands in front of Pingu's house, it was really funny. Awesome. But yeah, beside Very that. Definitely I don't the know. same ice elements. Exactly. So yeah, they're carrying the remains um, into the storeroom, and a guy uh, who turns out to be Fuchs uh, corners Mac and tells him he needs to talk. As they leave, the sheet yeah. moves, and Bennings is left alone. The paranoia is just mm. setting through to let's just exactly reestablishing then. that. But, it's really um, good. It's so such a good little touch with that blanket moving. Yeah, because so, like, I really love the um, killers. I love that goo dripping yeah. down too. It looks so yeah, good. It's really nice. All the effects in this movie are so good. It, actually, do you know why? Because <laughs> all practical. So that's why. It. Yeah. It's all practical. Do you think that do you think- to do practical effects yes. today, you would need to sort of downgrade the film quality or something? No, it just takes too it long it, and like the grade it's more money shorty. Film. That's yeah. why they don't do it anymore. It's time consuming. Right. Because I think 10% of this movie's budget was practical effects. That's a, that's a problem should- with movies today. But they just want it now, now, now on the cheap. Yeah. Man, it should have won the Saturn Award, tell you that. <laughs> at least the Satins weren't like rigged I hate them <laughs> they got nominated should have won I bet you E.T. would have won that award as well CGI must be expensive like how much CGI did they spend for like one of the Avengers movies when it cost a billion dollars was it like 300 million dollars or something mm, yeah something like that that's 30% of the budget Bennings is definitely the shorty character in this movie yes. kind of looks like He's him so sus acts yeah, like him bored. <laughs> and you know what? If I'm Bennings, Tony's Windows, little fucking weasel. Oh, oh! I get fucked up fake though. Fuck. So no, I prefer to be Fuchs. Do you guys think this movie's scary today? Yep. Mm. You I show don't a kid, think it's like, it's, you show a ten year old this man, they'll be pissing their pants, man. I know, but like, it but could be like, played for like scary, more scares. You know? Like, even, like, you see the guy get tentacled around him and, like, dragged back through as he's getting assimilated. It's freaky as fuck. It's freaky, but it's not scary. It just looks it interesting. It's I, un- I don't know. I wasn't scared like, of it. Well, you're a bit older like the, now. You know how, You've like, seen it before. It's I know, but most effective. horror movies, they, like, they don't build up any, like, scare tension, essentially. But this movie is really tense on its own. So, it's, like, horror movies today, I think, really, yeah, lack that build-up. 
Like, holy shit, bro. Halloween Kills was the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. You know what I mean? Carpenter and and like, as well is, is linked to it, obviously. So, yeah, I don't know. At this, I think this movie is closer to a thriller yeah. than it is a horror movie. I think it's horror yeah. elements is played as, like, not that scary. Even though it's, like, messed up with the head backwards head thing, but... It's very yeah, HP Lovecraft. That's, probably, that's a very <laughs> yeah nice. I mean, it's probably a very accurate representation of what it is. It's like more of a because th- it's all about like how people are interacting with each other, and that's where like the main sort of conflict is. You know what I mean? Yeah, the con- yeah, it's mm. where the conflict arises. Like, does a thing strip you as well? I, I think, think it absorbs the, you and like spits I you think out because of the of clothes, thing. right? The tentacles like cut through your clothes, and then you must. Like, I don't know, maybe turn to goo or something and then your clothes fall off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he forms clothes as well, doesn't he? He have to. Yeah, I guess so. His clothes ripped so. up and shit. He was wearing clothes after after that. Yeah, exactly. The same so clothes like, too. And he was like butt naked yeah, before. so it must make the clothes. I think he sh- yeah. No, I think he strips the clothes off. Then in the underwear he does it. So there's get they keep the um the R eighteen rating instead of an X. And then <laughs> Yeah, sure. I know you watch it. Well, maybe um, this is rated X. What the hell? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's rated X. I think because it's the 80s. Yeah, and okay. it's very ahead of its time. Like, yeah. it looked crazy good. Imagine, like, being, like, a 14-year-old in 82, and this would blow your mind, this movie. Yeah, it would. I well, was people probably that like, old when rate- I watched it for the first. Yeah, the people who are rating this movie were probably, like, Watching ET Shock. at the same time, rating that movie as well, and like, what the fuck? Stop bringing up ET, comparing the two. <laughs> <laughs> ET sucks. I guess it's yeah, like probably why this like, movie got the bad rap it did. Yeah, Carpenter says that um, in an interview that I was watching about like the 20 year anniversary or something when it started getting popular, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know, ago. man. Like, ET was in cinemas at the exact same time. They're both movies about aliens, both in the summer, both meant to be blockbusters." Uh, and ET was just nice, the, something you could take your kids to. And this is like an X rated movie that was really serious. That's when the box office went to the wrong because they, they started catering for adults and kids. That's the problem. All in one movie. Yeah, that's what they're trying, they're trying to market for both. Yeah. And that's probably, we probably lost a lot of good scripts from, like, especially now in 2010s, 2020. Sorry, the 2020 era. 2020s now. <laughs> I know. Superheroes. Mm. Um, anyway, so Mac and Fuchs are talking about uh, Blair and the Snowcat. We go back to the storeroom and Windows finds Bennings getting all fucked up. Um, and then <laughs> Mac sort of realizes how serious it is and Windows finds them. And they go to the storeroom, but he's gone. And then I think right here is like the best noise production sound ever because that scream is so good mixed with those hands. Yeah, it's, oh my it's God. gnarly. It's creepy, man. You're just like, ugh, what is going on? Very oh. eerie, yeah. But, like, how convenient is that barrel? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fuel around this camp. <laughs> I know. Well, they must need it for generators and what else. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah. it makes sense. So, they burn uh, Bennings with a flare. Gary's really scared. Looks like he doesn't understand shit. Yeah. And um, they also <laughs> Which use is an understandable. awful lot of fuel. Yeah, I know. He's even more lost than most people. Then it also looks like they use almost all the fuel for, like, Bennings and then the rest of the... The stuff. And they think they're safe, but Blair is still absent. So, do you think he's the thing yet, Shane? Nope. No? I think no, he's been he's the thing for the last five minutes. Obviously, you, I know you think it. <laughs> so, what do All you right. think, Shorty? I think he's not the thing yet. Yes, correct. Yeah. 
Well, so anyway, we see. I don't think, I don't think this is supposed Tony to be ambiguous in. either. I don't know why we're discussing this. I know. I don't know. It's just Tony, bro. I just doing it for Tony. <laughs> Thanks. I thought you had a theory about it. Just bring it up if you have a theory. I don't. Yeah. I think we all know when he switches. All right. All right. Um, so Mac is taking the flamethrower back in. And he sees Blair jump out of the helicopter. He investigates it, and everything's all <laughs> fucked up. Um, yeah. And there's a bang from inside, and it sort of tells you that shit is kicking off. Does it? Hey, when he fucks yeah. up the um. Everything, but mostly the helicopter. Is it show you how fragile they are? Like to just to like ruin one, just like to pull out some wires and shit. Well, <laughs> no, but he's like taking all parts of the, for his all spaceship of the panels. Too. All of the panels were gone. <laughs> he's also taking Hold parts. On, what if the thing just wanted to get back to space? That's mm. what he was doing, man. Oh shit! Yeah, he believes so, My theory is, but it would be better if it was anonymous. I think maybe he might be the thing. I think the he's thing, a thing later. Phone I mean, home. He, might be. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get home, bro. It's the same plot as ET. <laughs> no wonder um, Carpenter's all fucking like dirty on it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, because Brimley uh, is, is like the reason why it's all bad. It's like that's like isn't what the Spielberg was trying to say too? Now, like eh? the government wants to take ET, and all he wants to do is go home. And yeah. and the doctor's the same thing. Like he just thinks he's gonna overtake the world, so stop that. Just go mm. home. Might get more. Um, Maybe like the B thing. This is like the ET thing, and they rhyme. Right. ET and B, B E T. Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, Childs, <laughs> Childs sort of tries to come up behind Blair, and he unloads that gun mighty quick, almost killing Childs. But then uh, Mac absolutely cleans his clock and knocks him out. <laughs> so I reckon it's so funny. He shoots him, <laughs> runs out of bullets, and then he throws the gun at the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, at the wall. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's like a nice, like, point of levity. Touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really good humor. Good. Do you think it's like an, a noble thing he's doing though, like for mankind? I guess Doctor Blair. Yeah, it's a bit premature though, to be honest. I think mm. he just freaked out because he said the, point, the computer Tony. told him. <laughs> Even though computer's not working <laughs> yeah. right, it's got like scotch in its system. Computer's <laughs> drunk. It's like Tony's right. I, I should be listening like to the thing theories. <laughs> no, bro. No, Tony, you're out. You're out, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think, it I mean, it's sort of noble in a way, but it's just too early. Like, they could have solved it by now, but. Well, that's the thing. Like, it gets escalating, escalating. That's why the movie's so good, because it's ratcheted in the suspense. Mm. But I think it comes up with a really good solution with the needle and blood, so. Yeah. But that took that took a while, Like, and that's under pressure, so they can think well under pressure. Yeah, that's something. I think they have all they need to save the world, actually, and Blair's maybe a bit underconfident about that. You think they'll just interview Dr. Blair more, wouldn't you? They kind of like lock him up and leave him, obviously, yeah. for the movie's he's sake. Acting insane. Have, like, a last. Because I actually he's don't like think the they third think act. he's the thing. They don't think he's the thing. He's though, not the I thing. Think. Yeah. I know that, but like, they could talk to him like, hey, why did you do this stuff? I guess they just I know think they kind of get some answers. Um, so they lock him up, and then the remaining crew sort of has a discussion about how to weed out the thing. They sort of devise a yeah. blood test, but as soon as they get that idea, it turns out the blood has been sabotaged. And there's more really good dynamics here about who to trust. Uh, one of the things I think that's really good is the camera movements. So, like, they're a bit floaty. They're floating behind people's shoulders and, like, actually taking people's faces out and into focus. Uh, it was really good. Really, really good. Yeah. And then like everyone's shuffling. Exactly. Like, you're Every looking move. around the room as well. You don't know who to trust. Even any clues. Like any subtle clues, like yeah, does the thing I was act to look, differently. 
I was trying to look Paranoid. for some, and I because I think Palmer's the thing now st- already. Um, you think? Yeah, and he's playing it pretty cool, you know. Like he's just hanging out with childs, smoking joints. I don't know, man. <laughs> Watching VCRs. Exactly. That he already knows the ending to. Anyway, Windows sort of gets freaked out, runs to get a gun. Um, yeah, Gary pulls his own Tony gun. Move. <laughs> exactly, man. And then Mac it's eventually defuses the situation. Charles is like jealous. I don't know what he's doing. I feel like he's he's naturally untrustworthy, like as like as a person, and he doesn't trust anyone else. Mm. I think he's just a bit macho. I think he's like he'd be a good friend. You want him on your side because he kick everyone's ass for you. I think. You think he's a good friend? He's like he was willing to turn on everyone straight away. Nah, like he, he just wants. He's in it for survival, dude. He's like, give me the gun. I know I'm safe. Just fucking stay away. The fuck. Yeah, maybe he's not the best leader. I feel like he'll just yeah. ta- he'll just take it's care actually, of himself. Do you think high pressure situations, like a leader will arise? Like it's lucky. Obviously, you're trying to get that dynamic where the two, like Childs and McReady, are fighting for, you know, superiority. But everyone just seems to follow McReady pretty quick. You think if the thing was smart, like Palmer, if he was the thing at that point, he would try to like barrack behind Childs and get a bit of like you know fifty fifty split. Mm. Well, I think because you know how right after this scene, there's Mac gives a speech about how the thing is like a bit cowardy, uh, hides behind everything, and doesn't <laughs> want to come out in the open, and wants to like assimilate yeah. everyone piece by piece. I guess that's true. Maybe the thing is just like. Maybe it's not that smart Survival. about like social dynamics, you know. I just think yeah, you don't Charles think he's that think tactical. But yeah, he doesn't think he's tactical. like laying those. He's trying to frame up Russell McReady. Eventually, he does. Unless yeah. that was Childs. I don't know, man. I actually, I don't, I couldn't tell you who did that. Blair. <laughs> but I do like the fact where they do like just give it all the weapons, like give it all to one person, because hmm. that's why our gun laws in Australia are so good. Because we understand guns only lead to violence. <laughs> we just give it to the police. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, so he's like the police figure. Even though that guy, the, sher- the sheriff-looking guy, like that's what that's why you should know he's not the thing because he would never would have relinquished that gun, right, if he was the thing. Gary. Yeah. Anyway, but they separate out the doc. Did you actually also notice that the doctor has a nose piercing? Yeah, that was <laughs> ugly as fuck. <laughs> I was just like... Oh, I didn't I even notice that. <laughs> yeah, nah. you should go check. It's really weird. I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, they separate I, out the I Doctor, like, Gary, and Clark. Yeah. Because they're acting not a bit dodgy, I think, but they just had time alone. So, everyone just don't know. No one knows. And then Mac starts to record a tape in case everything goes south. Which it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're really behind odds, really. Because all you need to do is the majority, doesn't he? The thing. He just needs a five mm. out of eight, let's say. Yeah. Could you do that? And then just go like f- five against three? Yeah, I feel like if I was the thing, all the things, I would do that. As soon as I had a majority, it's like, all right, fuck it. Let's just one of us go kill yeah, everyone Yeah, have like now. a mad. It's pretty. Imagine being the thing, right? And then like the time everyone up, like, oh, shit, I have to like go along with this. <laughs> <laughs> like you have no choice, essentially, because you can't expose yourself. So Fuchs is in the lab sort of trying to figure out the test and the lights go out. And there's this really weird synthy sound effect. Um, and it reminds me of this really great score that I heard the other day by this Japanese guy called Ruichi Sakamoto. Have you ever heard of a movie with David Bowie in it called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence? No. Bro, is it good? It's fucking crazy. It's so weird. But the music is really, really good. 90s or 
eighties movie. Yeah, Noughties. Yeah. Eighties. Yeah. Because David Bowie was like really young, trying to start off his acting career or something. Um, and the main <laughs> villain in the movie is this guy, this this Sakamoto guy, but he's not an actor. He's a composer. So it's fucking what? nuts. It's just like the craziest movie. It sounds like a very like a bad movie. Or is it good? It's no, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just yeah, the score for this bit just really odd and stands out to me a lot. Cue in your brain to like notice something's going on. Yeah, maybe. Because this is exactly when they go outside and Fuchs finds Max clothing. Not exactly sure who did it, because it'd have to be the thing. Everyone sort of plans now to go outside, find Fuchs, meet back in twenty minutes. And Mac checks in on Blair and yeah, do you think he's a thing now, Shane? When he asks to come inside? <laughs> he is the thing there. Yeah. It, it could be, you could convince me that he was himself. He looked pretty content when being locked in there. Like, I think he liked to be isolated from everyone else. He's mm-hmm. also like a sitting duck as well. No, but maybe so, he was yeah, working on the spaceship probably at the same time, though. I think he's a thing here as well now. Just because yeah, he's so I think nice so. Thing. He just wants to let me out. He wants to come back out. in. Let me in, let me in. And, like, he had, like, a, a noose next to him. Yeah. So, he's contemplating death and now he wants to get out. That's a pretty big swing. Mm. Can the thing assimilate dead Can bodies? You stop fucking plotting holes. Fucking plotting um, holes, my fucking theory. <laughs> Can, but it, assimilate Can it assimilate dead bodies? I guess yeah, it, it could. Yeah, but why would it? Because it then it would just be alive. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he killed himself and then the thing assimilated mm. him. Nice, yeah, bro. that could happen. The noose is there. Maybe he got cold feet about hanging yourself in a fucking in the in the. It's understandable if he did get cold feet. <laughs> it was winter, but at some point, let's talk about cold feet. Like how cold did they look when he, they stumbled back in there? Yeah, because it's been an hour, so they were meant to come back in twenty minutes. Um, and Knowles comes back and in. The lights are off. Yeah, cut him loose. But then Mac looks even way more colder. That's a good way to show survival mode as well because like, literally he's on the brink of death from freezing to death. Mm. And now he's got people Old after dynamite. him. And he's like... Old dynamite. CK. Got a flare. It's great imagery. Yeah, it is really good. I think that flare is awfully close got- to the dynamite, but that'll be all right. <laughs> it's like a good action movie too because you've got like a lot of good weaponry. Shotguns, dynamite, flamethrowers. It's a yeah. massive list. And you've got like tentacle monsters and shit killing people. It's just a really good movie. It's just like really, yeah, ahead of its time. So good, man. Um, anyway, because Mac is back in the building, uh, they sort of think he's a thing and try and take the dynamite off him. They fail, have a bit of a scuffle Understandably, again. though. Yeah, I know. Um, and then Norris has a heart attack. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, <laughs> explain. So, my guess was with my guess with him, it was a slow assimilation. It was like, when they say, like, what you make, prepare your own food, like, even a drop of this stuff could infect you. Yeah, that's oh, what I sort of think... imagined. That's what I imagined. Yeah, maybe it was just like it was slowly, very slowly taking him over. Yeah, the guard because like, he was internally. even because he looked like he was still trying to help everyone. Unlike Palmer, who yeah. was being a bit of a dickhead. So I've been heat smarter then if he was the dog or something. Yeah, like, no, getting exactly. to their food source. Take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's hectic. So, um, uh, yeah, it must be like the the thing itself. It can't be too smart. I don't know. It's very. It's. It just seems like it's very reactive. Yeah, I think he just must think differently. It's like a massive alien. It doesn't understand like social yeah. dynamics and things, and it just wants to grow. But it knows to be quiet, out, shorty. Hmm? Yeah, it's. it's it main, knows to be quiet. Yeah, its main instinct is survival. 
That's all it is. Yeah. So you think it was actually a genuine heart attack from the guy because he just has a weak heart? Actually, it could be could be just a big, uh, big ploy from the thing just to kill more people. Nah, I think you know, get, I think get, he was get fine, to the doctor. and then the thing cells like basically killed his heart. Nice. Um, understandably, Mac is very paranoid, and he lets the doctor try and revive Norris. Windows brings a defibrillator over and starts to zap him. This really pisses off Norris's corpse because all of a sudden it opens up and chews off the doctor's arms. It's insane. It turns into there's not really like disgusting there's no real spider noodle. Ugh. Yeah, it's hectic. That's insane. Especially like the jaws. It looks awesome. And the way he like rips his arms out, like pretty much severs his own <laughs> arms himself. <laughs> but uh, what you do? You try to get your hands out of there, like arms out of there. Would you rip um, off your own arms to lead up to this? Yeah, be yeah, you would. Natural reaction, I think. Get the fuck away from this thing. So yeah, you rip your arms out. <laughs> but the lead up to this scene, it's like everyone's like trying to crowd mm. McGreedy, and there's like two things going on at the same time. But they're not really building suspense up, so it's like, quite a shock when it does like punch it, punch her into his body. It's so fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, because you're not expecting yeah, it's it. Good, yeah. It's good filmmaking. Yeah. yeah, makes it. It's like a real unexpected turn. But like, that's still in the you should re- community, of course. The movie really should have gave, like, Norris, the guy on the thing, on the bed, who's dead. We should have, like, liked him more. Like, we should have cared yeah, that's what I think. more that he was dead. Like, Norris this is the only like, character, revive I think. Him. Revive him. Yeah. yeah, he's, like, one of the most important ones. He had make him more lovable, which he kind of is. Like, he's a bit of sympathetic. He, mm, yeah, so. he, looks, he looks like the most lovable out of all of them. Like, a little yeah. bit overweight. But they should have done more things to make him lovable. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, like, so one extra scene or something. <laughs> I have a family I have to get back to. <laughs> <laughs> um, that classic. Yeah. So, Mac eventually burns him, but his head detaches uh, like mm. some gross-ass fucking thing uh, and uses the tentacle to drag itself tendons. under a... I know, man. It's so gross. Even, like, the yeah, practical everything... effects of, like, the putty coming out of his neck tendons, it's oh, gross. Dude. It looks amazing. <laughs> it holds up. It holds up. You could show that to, like, a... Eight year old, and they'll think it's if that, if that was made yesterday or something. They'll have nightmares because yeah. that looks real. Yeah. It looks real. <laughs> show man. it. Show it to all your cousins. Do you watch horror movies with your young cousins, nephews? No, yeah. We watch The Simpsons, Trials of uh, Horrors. That's what we yeah, watch. Okay. Not watch the thing and report back. Yeah, okay. I can. They're gonna be a teenager <laughs> to watch that shit. I think we'll. Well, I, I think, think we'll 13, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen yeah. will be the appropriate age. But I guess like it being dated, like air quotations. They can still like it won't be as shocking, mm. or they think it's even Maybe more real. Might catch him by, yeah, might catch him by surprise. Yeah, like, this looks. Real. Oh my god, this but is like, real. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust anyone. Don't get a knife sitting down. Don't go near me. <laughs> like but yeah, this mm. the spider head how it like grows things and like walks around. But that's like nightmare fuel. Like, if you dreamt like yeah. had a nightmare about that, that's scary shit. I love how it's upside down too. It's a good touch. The good thing about it being upside down, if the head did look a bit fake, it's hard to tell if it looks fake as upside down. They can't really. Yeah. Yeah, all the features. It's already looks yeah, weird enough. Yeah, that's what they did in uh, Back to the Future too, and then he couldn't get yes. Crispin Glover back. Mm. Yeah, From upside that's down. smart. Yeah. So you can't look speaking so of, close. Um, speaking you- of nightmares, actually, I went to a snake zoo in my holidays, <laughs> and I went with one of my friends, and he's like really fucking afraid of snakes. And for the oh, three man. days after we went, he didn't sleep because he said he actually what? had nightmares about snakes. That is some messed up fear. 
Yeah, like, very like that is, must be a it must be yeah very debilitating because he said he would close his eyes and he would think and feel that there were snakes on his neck and around his shoulders. I'm more of like a cr- crawler dude, so this head thing more up my alley, like scary wise. That's probably yeah. why I'm so scared of s- cockroaches, snakes. This not snakes, praying sorry. mantises, <laughs> cockroaches, spiders, because of spiders um men in black and this. Yeah, more than like praying mantises. I hate bro. Remember crawling. we found that praying mantis and you like almost cried. Yeah, and that. Because <laughs> that stupid movie with Hugh Grant, the spider, uh, the, some some chick turns into a mantis. Yeah, yeah, that that, that stuck with me as well. I think it's like forty weeks or something. Can't remember. Thankfully, they. Fry what, what's the so shit significant about forty weeks? Is that like pregnancy? Forty weeks. Forty weeks. Mm. Is that nine months? Yes, it is. Well, that's probably why the movie's called Forty Weeks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, so now after seeing that, Mac has an idea. Um, but Childs is against it. Sort of a good power struggle. Um, and I think it's really good, right? Because Childs realizes he does mean to kill him. So good. He's like, I guess you do. Yeah, it is. Is this the line when he's like, Childs is like, you got to sleep sometime. And he's like, I'm a real light yeah. sleeper. It's <laughs> <laughs> a no, sick line. Cocks a gun. Is it, this is like very impactful, this death too, because he's human. Mm. So it's like double. Does it weigh on his conscience? Um, I guess yeah, both of them, it does. Yeah. It does, yeah. Doctors well, this is well. this what this what like supports my theory that he's human. Like Childs, um, Blair set up, <laughs> set him up. You know, he said, "Which I one's just a dog, Tony? He just he just doesn't know who to trust." Tony was using science to support his. Even though he, uh, he just said, "Watch yeah. him." He didn't say kill him, and like it was self defense anyway. He was like, yeah. "Watch Clark, watch him real close." You know, if it was like a like a two thousand and one movie. Like that, the twist would be because it's post signs or sorry, Sixth Sense. McReady would be the thing, the thing at the end. Yeah, because mm. so, all he's all he's he's more of a proper argument, Tony. Because he's the one that's really like killing people and like being the leader. And yeah, it's really uh, if he kills the most humans, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, and it's like under the guise of being not the thing, so it's a perfect cover for it. Luckily, this is and, like, a who, really fun movie from the eighties then. But think about this, though, right? With all the blood, like, jumping out, the thing can control that stuff, right? So what if all that blood was his blood anyway, or somehow? No, like, he, he can't control the he blood. He can control the... No, but let's say for like, he could, though. The thing could. You don't know that. Yeah. Like, it, no, was, it was Kurt Russell's idea the whole time. So this is, like, another ploy for him to turn people against each other and keep him in, like, good stead with everyone else. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. What's the plot? But is the plot of the 2011 one literally just yes. like the the Norwegian camp thing? It's, so there's no twist at all. Yeah, it's pretty much ends with a dog running towards the other camp. That's how the movie yeah. ends. And yeah, right. um, the big thing with that one that it, it can't replicate like piercings, like earrings and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because yeah, I actually remember that. And it's like fillings or something. Yeah, it's some bullshit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> off birth. Off birth. Like right. genetic material only. That's what it can duplicate. What about clothes? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It strips yeah. them and then redresses them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good slow burn scene. I really like it. And also, windows look so fucking shifty. Oh, yeah. man. I, I buy it, though. I don't yeah. I don't suspect him as a thing. Yeah. I suspect I him as just scared. But I was just like, this is, yeah, massive red herring. But it's so tense, so man. He heats it up and he's like... <laughs> I love that noise. <laughs> he's safe. Um, yeah, well, is that is that why I'm I'm Windows? Because I, you guys can't trust me, or is that just? Oh, that's yeah. only Jesse. I trust Windows. <laughs> I like Windows. 
I don't trust so yeah, you are Windows. Me. I like you. I trust oh, you. Too. Oh, Jesse doesn't trust him. <laughs> no. Also, one He's really good thing about this character. scene is how many misses there are in a row. You know, because like yeah. Mac and it's like, and then you don't think anything's going to happen because there's like no run up. They think it's like all about Gary, and then Palmer yeah, all child. of a sudden. It's good filmmaking. All of a sudden. Yeah, it really is. Well, shouldn't they? Um, were they untying them as they go as well? Mm, they sort of were. So Windows was like not tied up. And then I think they started tying it up, untying people after um, they tested the Palmer. Because they tested the doctor and then Clark, who were already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Palmer was Palmer. The, 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 the thing. Yeah. I love the, um, so after it hits a fan, which is an awesome, like, <laughs> death of poor Windows. Because obviously the Windows is the puppet. Hmm. Yeah, I know, yeah. And he's just, like, freaking out, like, dancing around the room. It's pretty <laughs> cool imagery. That, that looks fake, though, but, like, it's just inventive, inventive yeah. death. Yeah, because that's one thing what about else can you do effects, though? right? Like, it's just sometimes you're just impressed by the fact that it looks creative and good. Yeah. Well, um, the thing about Crystal's Crystal's watching it, like, yeah. she came in. If she came in earlier with the dog deaths, she would have left the room and said, this is so Dude, shit. She, she came in at this part, and she's like, this movie's shit. Like, it looks funny. Like, it looks silly. <laughs> but like she wasn't there for like the build up of the like yeah. the whole movie. You kind of can't. You have to have this movie as a whole, not in like these scenes, these practical effects scenes. Mm. You ruin all the tension. Exactly. Like, everything it's building up to. But it does look pretty funny though. <laughs> Maybe because she was in the room. That's why I found it that way. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So Windows gets thrown away, covered in blood. Um. Palmer gets burned. Runs outside, and Mac fucking dynamites him, which is so cool. Nice. Um, and then he comes in and just burns windows. And I was thinking, he's probably just like still very human at this point. <laughs> so he just burns uh, the guy. But remember, they said a drop of blood can even get you. So I think like yeah, but a it vampire takes time, type thing. Bro. It will, it will, it will eventually turn. Yeah. I well, know. yeah. Put him out his misery. Just shoot him in the head. Don't burn him alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. He only like squirted him like the twice. Like whenever I see like a spider or something, I fucking douse, douse that shit with fucking bug spray until it like drowns in it. I feel like nah, he was like, really uh, saving that fuel. It's like up. chemical death, bro. Is that an inhumane way for a spider to die? Like ch- chemically getting killed? Like probably I mean, suffocating quick, right? or whatever it does. Isn't it painless? No, I don't know. Who cares? Like, it's not painless. No way. Yeah, true. <laughs> They're bugs. So, yeah. yeah, who cares? They're arachnids. You know how they're taking their blood samples and stuff? You think that was a, mm. like the best way to take the blood? Like it looked pretty deep, that cut. Like, it looked yeah, it was fucking hectic. I mean, if they, always, pretty if, they, gross. if they all <laughs> use the, the same blood, knife, though. Yeah, shit. If they all use the same knife, Actually, wouldn't Palmer's blood have gotten into everyone? Infected everybody. Like he could wipe it with his he wiped it with his uh, clothes. His or jeans. So it'd be good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's different right. scalpel. It's COVID safe. That room was COVID yeah, safe. Right. I do like this joke there when they strap everyone back up, how they got like someone with the like holding the petri dish so they can keep the flamethrower on them at all times after mm. that last kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I think it was intentional, like, okay, this is definitely a two man job instead of like turning around and trying to poke it. <laughs> Too many things going on at the same time. It's a really imposing image as well when it's like Knowles, Mac, and Childs, and they're all holding the flamethrower at Gary. So funny. Mm-hmm. Also, why is he so negative? Like, Does he want to be infected or what? Which one? <laughs> Gary. He's just like, when he says, like, I don't want to spend all winter in this fucking couch, it's like, okay, yeah. bro, we had to test you. Chill out. Because he knew it from the start, and he did everything <laughs> right, giving his gun up. He's been very cooperative. Yeah. <laughs> he gets like the big brunt of it all i think he just had enough yeah i think anyway. and now he now he has proof <laughs> exactly yeah so they go and make te- uh, plans to go test blair but they find his shack empty holy crap 
Then they find oh, a trapdoor underneath with an ominous tunnel. Which he dug and, out and, like, bring supplies to. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Did he do that the entire time? Feel, like, No, I feel like that was always there. No. Yeah, I don't know. No man. way. He Dude, dug that. Are you serious? No. Maybe, I don't know. Well, what the hell would you have? Like, it's, there's no well, structure. There's no, no man-made no, actually, type thing just, under You just there. dug it's a like hole a, to an existing uh, area. Oh, you, knew, okay. you knew there's like a, a, a basement or something down there. He just dug his way Maybe. to it. Yeah. Maybe. I can believe that. It'd make okay. more sense. But like this guy must have like knowledge of like ground structure, like ground strata. So the way you dig a hole can be a way to support it as well. But you mm. can't just dig a hole because it just collapses. There's certain ways to do it because I'm in mine and I know a bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. When they're walking down the tunnel, I actually like that there's no score. It's just nice. They're like, Blair, Blair. Mm. Morricone really knows when to add some music and when just to let it ride. And I think this I think is really director's cool. choice, isn't it? Um, was that like a- Here's the final say, like, but the guy does a score. Well, I think well, it's like a collaboration. Say. Yeah, because one of my friends actually does I think scores be like- for short movies. And basically, they just say, oh, cool. do whatever you want. I sort of have an idea that I want it to be really energetic by the end. You know, and that's like, they'll just give that direction and then you can just do whatever you want, really. But yeah, as you said, very silence is effective in this scene. Yeah. They reveal yeah, so this is a, a spaceship. A spaceship, which I don't like. I think the movie, they didn't need that. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah. But just, I really like just the camera moves uh, as it moves through the camp. Everything feels really empty now. Everything feels really desperate. And then it gets even worse when they're talking about how cold it's going to be. The electricity is cut. Mm. And then eventually they have Max plan to destroy everything for the sake of humanity, which I think is the Suicide correct time mission. to do it and not when Blair does it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if bad. anything, the earlier the better. Because everything's fine now. Like, everyone could have been alive. You know what they should have done? Oh, this is all, in, well, this is all hindsight. So, we, we, yeah. We, <laughs> this is all good. Um, so, they dynamite the shack and the ship, boom, and roll their plan into action. So, they have this really fun scene where they're chucking all these Molotov cocktails into rooms. I bet that would have been really fun. Also, a really good explosion. Is that just in case it's, like, hiding in there or something? Is that the whole point? I think, I think they just want to, like, yeah, burn every single trace of like blood and clothes and everything. Um, That's pretty smart for, like, Dr. Blair because he just knows, like, I don't even want to, like, doesn't want to, like, play the charade anymore. He just wants to, like, run and hide. Yeah. Because at that point, yeah. they just want to test him. Like, it's, it must be a linked brain. must be a hive mind, unless he saw it from outside or something. It's hard to know exactly, but I think maybe it's a hive mind. You're just better off walking away in the cold and just keep walking until you freeze. That's very true, actually, yeah. No, that's so they go into I think the, you should be like, near a structure. You don't want to walk off the middle of nowhere. You would never get found. Mm. But, I mean, they've already waited 100,000 years. Who cares? Yeah, true. What's another thing? Yeah, so if you found a body in the snow, right, what would you do with it? Just bury it? I mean, I think for all the people they find on Mount Everest, they take back. And thaw out? Yeah, and then, like, bury yeah, I guess they would be thawed, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, they <laughs> go into the generator room. Get the dozer room. crashing. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, You guys right? notice that? How it, like, jerked after yeah, it got exactly. crashed? I feel like, like the stunt driver would have got, like, rocked by it. Because <laughs> those things are, like, a lot of weight, like, ramming yeah. into something. So, they go into the generator room, which I think, like I said before, I think it's a good setting for the climax. Um, it's nice lighting. Like, the set itself is pretty unique, yeah. you know. And even, like, the tension the is sort board. of gone, but it's fine. You like the floorboard thing? How, like, the monster goes... Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it pops up. But and they have so like, much dynamite. I don't know idea this camp... What's their role there? What's their whole point? There's so much dynamite. 
It's just biological be so cool science. So I have no idea. Why do they have so much dynamite? <laughs> to, I don't know. To dig holes and shit. Find whatever's in it. So like, we see Knowles. Well, they do walk use into, uh, explosives for coals. Yeah. What see Knowles walk into the flashing light. <laughs> he disappears forever. We see uh, Blair sort of like zoom out of nowhere and melt Gary's face. The shunt- he shunted him. It actually, that's yeah, exactly what like it reminded me of. Yeah. Really they must have got that. some crap. Who does society? Oh, at least it's not that guy, but they definitely stole off him. The poor like the was it before or after his name? Tony? Society was after, wasn't it? They stole off Rob Bottom. So oh, I thought sort of society was earlier than the thing. No way. Society's nah, like 87 after. or 88. Hmm. Okay. Because, yeah, when I saw that, I, I was like, huh? society. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess maybe they watched it. Maybe they were just really inspired by the thing then. I think so. I think it was very revolutionary. I think especially people who like those kind of movies would have got influenced massively. Because yeah. it was probably a big hit with, like, you know, nerds from back then. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it, to think about, like, how popular it is now versus its yeah. immediate response. And, like, yeah, were technical people, people interested in it? They would have been, surely. Like, do you reckon yeah. Spielberg thought, probably not, but he should have thought, like, damn, this movie's better than E.T.? Yeah, like you we'll think that or you think he's just it. like nah I got the money I think that maybe you think they're more driven by like success in the box office that's what I feel like you Spielberg feel is director or not. yeah because you know Carpenter was pretty content to make like fine movies for ages until this one was like an absolute fucking nightmare you know like he like Halloween you think 3 if- like he was fine that that was like so- sort of moderately he did, direct- he did direct that though yeah but that's the movie that he wanted to make he wanted to make something like that Oh, do you want to go back to the series? Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to do anything about Michael Myers again. He wanted to do, ah. like, and he wanted Halloween to be an anthology of stories. That's why the mask thing. That's why it's called cool. Halloween. Yeah, season of the. It's very blanket. Yeah. Like you can do anything with it. You know, what I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to be about Michael Myers. It could be exactly. just based on that set. It could be called like Christmas. Anyway, so yeah, the thing bursts through the floorboards, um, and takes the detonator. Bit of stop really motion. Funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Grossar shit starts popping out of its body, which is funny because it could have just probably attacked McCready, but it doesn't. And Mac explodes. It's more dog stuff, shit. isn't it, too? Yeah, more dogs. It's like more, more like random faces and stuff. So I think like it's just like all. Maybe- I feel like it's all the DNA, right? That it's assimilated so yeah. far. Trying to get as big as you can. But the mass is huge, though. Yeah. It's true. Maybe you've got like those dead dogs that were there with the axe in it. Perhaps, yeah. Anyway, I think it's a really great explosion. Uh, somehow Max survives. Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> Such a good line. Um, now, does, Ma- does Max survive? Or does the thing take well, over? He survives. <laughs> yes, That's a very interesting final scene. What do you think is yeah. going on there? I think he just wants to go out to his shack and get drunk, like he said earlier in the movie. Um, I think he's still human. <laughs> very poetic. Yeah, I think he's still human. I think Charles is human. You know, they're just, like, hopeless. It's a bit desperate. Carpenter's hinting at something there. So, he's he like, is. when he gives him the drink, could it be poison? Like, yeah. could Kurt Russell poison him? And this way, that's why he smiles. Like, okay, at least if you are the thing, you're dead anyway. Nah, I think it's, like, a realisation that all the paranoia, mistrust, it's just, like, crazy. Everything you've done is just crazy, and now you're going to die. So, like... Yeah, they're too tired. Well just if, it was, if one of them were the thing, that means the thing won, which is exactly. probably why one of them is smiling. Mm. Well, I, I think well, maybe I feel like Charles is the thing. McReady is a uh, human. That's how I read this scene. If anyone's the thing, it's Charles. Yeah, yeah. that's what I. Yeah, that's what I think too. And if um you watch it again, 
if you look if you look closely at um yes. the two actors, you can see McReady's breath when he's breathing in and out, and you can't see any breath from uh, uh, yeah, from Charles. Mm. That seems like proof. Damn. <laughs> I was actually wondering where they filmed this, and it was like it was cold, and they must have filmed it in I think Alaska and like British Columbia in Canada, and then I think all the sets were like an interior refrigerated one. Jesus. So I feel (laughs) like you like get the mood and atmosphere right. Like, at least the actors get in their zone. That's pretty cool if you did it on purpose. Digitally remove it. Well, that's all you need, though. Like, it's a good way to end the movie. Like, it's like a nice little bow. Like, we don't we don't need. To be like a, a big downer and have, oh, yeah, it survived and now the whole world's screwed. At least you just know it's a self-contained story. Exactly. That's it. Which is the best. Thanks for coming. No, there's no sequels here, baby. Just prequels. <laughs> only, only prequels, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone got any final thoughts? Well, I think this is uh, Carpenter's best movie and probably my favorite. And I feel like just it just sticks with you. And I feel like the best element of the movie is just like the, the paranoia you feel for the whole movie. Like yeah, the performance is good. The special effects is good. If you want to rate, yeah, if, if I rate it, I'll rate it. Yeah, cast cast is good too. Yeah, everything's definitely good, good cast. The only thing it's lacking is what is women. It's the only thing it's really lacking. Imagine <laughs> if it was a woman. Like how screwed would they be? Like yeah, can I take you to the room? <laughs> and all she has to do oh, is yeah, just be true. a slut and just go to each. And like guys are just weak. <laughs> that is true. Maybe that's why. You maybe that's why they didn't have any like... females. Because that'd be way too easy for the thing to take over. Yeah, he's, that's why it's like 27 hours. Like, damn. Actually, what gender is the thing? Yeah. It's a... Nothing. It's a, asymmetrical? What do it's you call probably, it? It's probably... You know how, like, frogs can change their gender and stuff? It can reproduce I don't on think its own. It's, I think it's genderless. It doesn't have yeah, to be... Yeah, it can reproduce on its own. I don't think it cares. Yeah, what's it's a virus. Mr. Anderson, it's a virus. This place stinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, wait, would you have my... a B? Would you ever fight Agent Smith or The Thing? Um, um, if I fought Agent Smith, I feel like it'd kill me faster. It's like punch a hole I'll through. Be, well, I am the one, so I feel like I can take Agent Smith on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Would you? Uh, yeah, no, this is actually a real good question. Would you rather be an alien like face sucker on you and then get bursted like a burster, or be assimilated, assimilated by the thing? Mm. Hmm. Probably be assimilated. I feel like the scenes where I've Did seen. The, the the thing burst Painful. out of people looks <laughs> gross. There's that one scene in one of the movies where it came out of his fucking spine. Ugh. Oh. But if you think about it, though, you can say goodbyes, at least, if you had the face sucker on you. And plan it <laughs> Yeah, and you can just kill yourself as well, if you know what's going to happen. Yeah, more it's time, a pretty cool concept to have that thing, like, grow an egg and form something. Like, eat your, doesn't it eat your organs and burst out of you? Cause yeah, of, it just grows, insane. yeah. No, I don't think it eats your organs. It eats you up, because they're in pain before. Because it's bursting like, out of the chest. Shortly before. Probably just because it opens up, yeah. It's gross, bro. Oh, yeah. It takes your yeah. life force. Assimilate me. Assimilate me. <laughs> well, that's another... The 79, so that movie predates the thing, but great sci-fi movie. Definitely up there. Probably one of my favorites, personally. Definitely visited this more than most sci-fi movies. I give this movie 10 out of 10. All right, let's go to Oscar picks, eh? So, Oscar picks. Gotta go Saturn first. Awards. Saturn picks. Or Saturn Awards. Let's go to Saturn. Yeah. It's got it out of space, just like this movie was almost set. Um, all right, I'm going to give mine to Jed, which is the name the of the dog. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's my Saturn. Best actor. Even though, but special mention to the practical effects, obviously. But the, yeah. 
<laughs> I give the Oscar to that because he deserves it, and I give the Saturn to Jed. Tony, I'll give my uh, I'll give my Saturn award to Mr. Carpenter, John Carpenter, for best director. You think this is like a movie that was everything went right for it, like yeah. lightning struck in the right points for everyone, which is such so a shame. Very man. It's such a shame that it like bombed. Just one of those movies ahead of its time. Yeah, that'd be a good theme as well. We'll talk about themes soon. Yeah, right. Um, what would I give my Saturn Award to? Um, the score. I really love it. I love Ennio Morricone. Yeah. I love this score. Iconic. Beautiful. Everyone knows how we end the podcast with clues to our next pick. Um, we've updated our structure a little bit. So the theme was body switching retroactively. Well, so actually, we can we fallen. change that? Can we just change that? Uh, can we make the theme... Um, the sacrificing because like every movie they all make a sacrifice. Dead well, zone. That's fine. Like your next pick, and, and it's retroactive. We can do that. Sacrifice is the theme. So we just had the the thing, and before that, fallen, where each lead sacrifices himself. Oh my god, fallen! I actually oh. forgot we did that. Holy shit! Okay, so actually, so we're gonna do a whole new theme. Yeah, the, the, the way we the, all the three movies we just did is done. All right. That's all sacrifice. So, okay. So self-sacrifice, which is actually unintentional, but we'll definitely run that. Thanks for telling me earlier, Tony. <laughs> no, I just thought of it then. Because I was thinking like, wait, how did the dead zone die? Like, the whole end of the same way, just them dying and them sacrificing themselves. Well, all right, okay, out of those three movies then? All right, let's rate the three movies. Let's start the structure now. All right, so whoever wins this picks the next theme. So we'll just go the dead zone. What would you guys rate that? For the sacrifice? Pretty- it's a lot of self-sacrifice. Sacrifice angle. Not the, yeah. not the high, though. He knew he was going to die. Yeah, it's not anyway, really the so. theme, is it? It's not really a yeah. theme of the movie. Yeah, I'll go six. Three out of five. Six, <laughs> six out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> oh, three out of ten. Can you not, make, can you not confuse the audience, please? <laughs> I'll go. Oh, since it was my pick, I'm going to go a bit higher and go seven out of ten. What's the average air, Shorty? <laughs> the average six of that movie? Uh, six yeah, point six three. out of ten. Six point three. Oh, six oh, that's really quick math. Three, yeah. Now, we'll go fallen, self-sacrifice. I think it's a bit higher because it definitely leans into it more mm. Like because it was unexpected because you knew it was more of a suicide mission for the dead zone. But for this one, it's more of like the twist, whereas I'm sacrificing myself to stop you because you're not really stopping anyone. Like his death wasn't essential to stop. I feel like- You didn't have to die to stop Shane. Mm. You had to die. And I feel stop like him. He, so his, his life was ruined. Was I feel like his life was ruined anyway. So it's like actually not that much of a sacrifice. Yeah. yeah so I feel like it's even lower the dead zone. <laughs> yeah. Mine's yeah, four out of ten. Five point three. <laughs> Give it a four, four out, out of ten. ten. But I think for this, a three. Nah. Ooh. Out of six. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll give it a probably seven point five. I'll give it seven point five out of ten. Oh, that's high. Okay. Um, that's all right. We'll just give it to the theme. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll the 10 out of 10. We'll give it to Live. the theme. Yeah. It's the best movie out of the three. Yeah. To just pick the best movie of the theme. It's to yeah, it's pick an interesting oh, no, but movie. The, the thing is, we <laughs> this is all retroactive, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. But also, I think Mac and Childs and the rest of them, even Blair, they're way more self-sacrificing than anyone in any other movie. So, 
Which is unrealistic, though, because it had to be someone saying, no, I'm not good at sacrifice myself. Like, that's what people are. People are very survival. There should mm. be someone against that to be more realistic. But to, for the theme, yeah, we'll give it 9 out of 10. Because they're very, they're very, very open to sacrifice. All right, so the theme, Shorty, what's the theme? Oh, wait, can the I next, not win? Next set of episodes. Um, magic hidden in plain sight. So the theme is magic hidden in plain sight. Now, Tony, pick a movie and come up with it. <laughs> Wait, do I, can do it, I can try to do it now. Do I yeah, do it now? You're the next pick, aren't you? Yeah. yeah try to find a movie right now. Look on your list. Fuck me. Magic plot held in plain sight. So whoever wins the theme is going to be the first pick of the new set or is it always going to start with Tony? How are we going to run this? Mm. No, we we'll, should always start, always start with, with me. I feel like it should go by rank next time. I feel like whoever won the theme should pick next. The next theme and start. Yeah, okay. But we'll start with Tony this time then. Uh, I think I picked the movie. There's not to be strictly magic. So the the movie I picked from the theme, which is Magic Hidden in Plain Sight, my first clue is it is a basketball movie. Is it like Mike? Uh, Like Mike? No. Same guess, Shorty. The uh, second clue is the lead actor in this movie was casted as Robin in the Batman. What? Films. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> no, he was casted, but he, he never from... played it. Oh, Mullen Wayne's. Yes. Or oh, one of the Wayne's. Oh, what's that movie called? Oh, what's um, that movie? South Central. It's like Duncan or something. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's a... from that. The tagline is, <sighs> they're taking the game to a higher level. Yeah, so Ghost like, possesses... No, no, Ghost helps him out in the basketball court. I can't remember the name yes. of the movie. <laughs> is it Duncan? I know what movie um, it is. It's like a funny poster. The name of the movie is an NBA award. Most valuable player? No. It's for the six bench man. player? The six man. Yes. The six man. Correct. Yeah. Yes, the Thank six man is our next movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yes, I uh, haven't seen the movie before. I remember the poster. It's pretty funny. <laughs> the poster, yeah. It's supposed to be no, it's got the two. It's like two. him like holding him up for the dunk. Yeah, and it's the guy from White Man Can't Jump, the funny dude, and the vampire from Brooklyn. Yes, I know who it is. Yeah, vampire yeah, from so Brooklyn. Hopefully, this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it will be good. It's it's magic in plain sight. <laughs> mm. How are we going to end this bitch? <laughs> because of all this crazy theme shit, can we just do like a regular sign off? Nah. What do you mean? You want to continue doing the crazy shit where you come up so with bad wanna, ideas? You want to end the podcast by ending the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it Shorty's turn to do it? Just end this it. Time? No, I did it. I think it's. I think it's my oh, turn. Oh, it's Shane's turn. What, how are we getting the podcast, Shane? I think Anything? we. I think we should debate. I think we should debate of who's ending the podcast. That's how we end the podcast. It's the guy who doesn't do the plot who or picks the next movie. Said it yes, last who time. Fucking ends the movie. Ends the podcast. Yeah. Yes, it's me. So it is you. I'm okay. doing it. It's a good return to form podcast for us. So we're catching ourselves up and the listeners at the same time. Nice. That's a good way yeah. to end it. 2022, baby. Back in the seat. <laughs> Back in the seat. Back in yes. the mic. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll just have the sign off. So wickety, wickety, whack. Let's get out of here, boys. Tony, <laughs> Three, what's your two, sign off? One. <laughs> Wait, would, you, you're taking my sign off thing now. <laughs> <laughs> That was my shit, man. Mine's wickedy, what was wickedy, wickedy, wickedy back. back. What's your... the, 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 that's all, folks. What, wickedy... Wait, is that how Pocky Pig does it? I don't know. I'm definitely ending it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>